The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon. Thank you, Emily. It's top of the hour at your local radio station. I'm Mac McCoy, and this is The View from a View. It's real easy. This works this way. I've got a pastor on the other end. Today, her name is Monica Haynes, Reverend Monica Haynes. And you're going to have to act like I'm preaching about something. And, and Monica stands up and goes, ooh, 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 Pastor Mac, Pastor Mac, I have a question. And, of course, it's very irritating to only me and everybody else in the congregation thinks it's going to be funny. And that's what we do on The View from a Pew. And I do have a special guest today. Her name is Reverend Monica Haynes. She is in, she lives in Iverton, Iowa, non-denominational. And we're going to run through the pastor's questions today and uh, learn a little bit about her and her ministry. So how are you, Reverend Monica? I am doing great this afternoon, and thank you for having me on your show, Mac. Well, you're welcome. We we, we kind of did this at a last minute because that layman that I have as a co-host for all these years, Delmar, is out wishing around the world with his beautiful wife of 50 years because they're on vacation, and he was not able. He claims he was not able to get back to Omaha today, but we're going to put him on the electric chair. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to put his hand on the Bible when he gets back, and he's going to have to tell me the truth. So, All right, so here's what we do on these questions. And um, if you want to ask me any of these questions, then just write the number down because we'll go in chronological order and then I can come back and you can ask me some of these if you want. And that's what we're going to do for the week today, except for tomorrow is Theo. And uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation about Romans 7. We are in the middle of Romans 7. It has only taken us 40 weeks to get to Romans 7. So, you know, we go slow. And uh, anyway, that'll be coming up on Tuesday as always. All right, Monica, a little bit about you. Where are you from originally? Where's home? Home is Osceola, Iowa. That's just um, about an hour south of Des Moines. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a very rural farming community, um, quiet, quietly set um, on Highway um, thir- Interstate 35. Yeah. So. Now, did you attend church as a child with your parents or an uh, aunt or anything? Well, I attended church with um, a local gal who kind of, I came from a divorced family being raised by my father, and uh, she kind of took me under her wing. She was a magistrate judge. Uh, her name was Sally Kearney, and she used to take me to the uh, Methodist church um, uh, downtown uh, Osceola, and uh, I gave my life to Christ when I was 12 um, because of that exposure. So that's, that's good. when I really began. Yeah. Is she still, is that woman still with us here on this uh, earth? No, she is not. She passed away quite some time ago. Okay. But uh, she's very missed, but very Christianized lady that took me under her wing. And uh, I really appreciate um, all that she contributed to my upbringing. I really do. 
Okay, now that person in my life would have been my dad's mom or the person I call my favorite grandma. And if somebody said, well, what was the largest impact she made on you? I immediately would say, well, she she taught me uh, to memorize the 23rd Psalm. So is there something when you think of this young lady, the Madgerate? Madgerate. Madgerate? Yeah, the, whatever uh, she said. Um, is there anything in particular you think that she's taught you? Um, it's something that always comes to mind is when she said, I used to have a trouble with lying when I was a little girl. Oh. And so I would always say to myself, um, someone that was mentoring her told her that every time you say a lie to uh, remind yourself that that was a lie, it shan't come out your mouth. And so whenever something that's maybe just a little twisting of the truth ever has come to my mind, I think of her telling me that. Now, don't say that. That's a lie. And so I always remember her for that uh, bit of truth, that we can have control over our thoughts and our behaviors, even from a very young age. Um, she em embedded that in me. And so, yeah. so I appreciate her for that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because we... You know, if anybody tells you that they can't lie, well, they just prove that a lie because everybody's capable of lying. But we we have to control it within ourselves to tell the truth. I know every once in a while I have to say, hold on, hold on, back up. I did not tell you the complete truth on that. And you, maybe you think I'm an idiot, but I have to be I have to be my word in front of my Lord and Savior. And if I don't stop it right now and tell you the truth then I'm not being straight. And so, right. yeah, you, sometimes we got to do that. There's the, the lie of omission, yeah. you know? And so she was explaining that to me. And it was a little bit of a hard concept at 12, but um, I did, I, I pondered on that a lot. And uh, she also did teach me it was important uh, to not, to, it was important to read God's word and it was important to go to church. And so I've always felt those things tugging on me. Um, throughout my Christian walk, um, you know, at times I'd be closer to God more than at other times. But those are really good things to instill. And I always think about being a good neighbor, you know, for her to take me underneath her wing. But it's important when we see um, others in need that we really reach out to them and, and maybe try to mentor them a little bit and the things of God. And that she put those efforts toward me. I think that that was great. My guest today is Reverend Monica Haynes. She is a non-denominational pastor serving uh, the Midwest here, currently in Iowa. And we're doing our usual uh, Ask the Pastor questions. And so here's the first one. Now, you, there can be different answers for these. And there are even a few where the right answer would be both. So I'll just give you that hint up front. Are you the daughter of a risen God, or are you a sinner, Monica? I am both. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. Now, here's a little toughier here. Are you a spiritual being having a human experience or a human being having a spiritual experience? Can you repeat that, please? Sure. Are you a spiritual being, one of the spirit, having a human experience, or are you a human being, one of flesh, 
having a spiritual experience? It would be the latter. It'd be the latter. So you are a human being having a spiritual experience. That is correct. All because right. of, Yeah. No, go ahead. Unpack that. I was going to say because of free choice. So I'm a human being that's been presented the, the option um, to accept Christ and all that that entailed. Um, and then I become a spiritual being. I mean, I was created in his image and such, but in, I'm still I'm still human that I get a choice. And so then to me, then you become a spiritual being once you accept Christ as Lord and Savior. So you you believe in your free will that you can take that flesh, which has little value, and have a spiritual experience by adding uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Good answer. I don't know if it was right or not, but it's a good answer. Uh, <laughs> Reverend Monica Haynes is my guest today. She's a non-denominational pastor from I Iverington. Iverton. I I'm never going to get that right. Okay. <laughs> She's in the Midwest, just like Mac is. And uh, we've got about one more question on this Monday that I want to ask you, maybe two. And then if you'll stick around for the rest of the week, with the exception of tomorrow, where Theo and I are going to talk a little uh, Romans 7, uh, we'll kind of try, try to get all these questions in for you to uh, be known and let people know who you are. And uh, obviously, at some point, give me some uh, idea of contact information or how somebody can get a hold of you. And you can also have that just go through me if you want to. Okay. All right. When you get to glory, with the exception of Grandma and Jesus, who is the first person you want to talk to? When you get to glory, who's the first person, can't pick Grandma or Jesus, that you want to talk to? Lazarus. Ooh, good choice. Why? Because he knows what it is to truly die in the flesh and be risen by the Spirit of God. You know, that brings me to an interesting question. Don't you think that Lazarus was maybe a little teed off at Jesus? There he is in glory, no pain, no suffrage, no hunger, no nothing, and then Jesus drags him back down to the earth? Yeah, <laughs> he may have been he may have been a little put off with that, but to be a part of such a miracle, yeah, I think that that one would change their view on that fairly, well, fairly shortly. And, and you know, you are being used by the man, so that that that's never bad to put on your resume. That Jesus used me by bringing me back to life to prove he was the Lord and Savior. I, I, that looked good. Yeah, because he's dead. He's dead in the body, and it represents, you know, the resurrection of Christ also, and that you were dead to your flesh, and that God rose you with spirit, and that's that's a huge. That would be a huge uh, emotional experience that I would just be curious to ask him what that was like. Lazarus, that's a great. That's a great answer. All right, we got one more real quick one before we take our uh, uh, break for the day. Baptism. Sprinkle or dunk? Dunk. 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 What if? What if? What if I just want to sprinkle? Okay, it, that's me. That's a dedication. Okay. Uh, if you're sprinkling a, a child, a child's innocent. They don't necessarily are required, I believe, to go through the 
the whole baptism experience. But to me, that's you're dedicating that you're going to raise that child in a Christian environment and raise them in the things of the Lord so that when they're older, they will have the opportunity to make a choice, to the full choice um, within their knowledge that they accept Christ as Lord and Savior and they'll go through the procedure of being dunked. But See, yes, I believe that being dunked is very important if, if you're capable, if it's something that's an option. Yeah, we even baptized a lady one day who was in a wheelchair, and we went to a, a, um, a therapy pool where there was a chair that lowers her in. And yeah. so, yeah, so she could be dunked. All right, Monica Haynes is my guest for the week, Reverend Monica Haynes. We'll continue with our questions. And uh, I'm going to tell you this one up front so you can think about it. Okay. Okay. It is, is tolerance a characteristic of a person with no convictions. You think about that, Monica. We'll be back tomorrow, 23 and a half hours. And by the way, if we're not here, find Jesus. We'll be with him. Special thanks, special thanks to Divine Truth, ChristianBookstore.com. Look them up, order anything you want, you can order from Divine Truth, and thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.